Please, please turn with me to your study outlines. And as you're turning, let me welcome those of you that are joining us online, as well as our friends in Arco, Idaho, and Kalispell, Montana. We are so glad that you're joining us for our study uh, here today as well. And this being a multi-generational day, I received a great, great honor from uh, one of the younger members of our church family, Cruz Chacon. Let's put Cruz's picture up there. And there he is. Uh, this is Pastor Tomiko, and there, Chris, uh, this is their uh, young youngest uh, son, uh, Cruz. He's all decked out for the Rose Bowl tomorrow, uh, ready with his uh, USC colors. Well, anyway, um, Chris and, and Tomiko were reading a book, a Star Wars book, to Cruz, and they come across a picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, and Cruz goes, look, it's Pastor Glenn. <laughs> now, you, 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 can't, you can't blame him for that, because here's the picture in the book. Uh, let's show that right there. There it is. It's... Um, it's a remarkable license likeness. It just really is. And so uh, I can see where Cruz would, would make that mistake. And so we understand that. Now, as you look at your study outline, we're going to talk today about the daily habit that brings change. You know, we always talk about in you know, New Year's resolutions, we want to change in the coming year. And there's one thing you can do on a daily basis that will change you. Norbert has already uh, challenged us on this, and so I'm just reinforcing what Norbert said earlier. Uh, there's one thing you can do that'll change you more than anything else, and that is to spend time every day in God's Word. Growing people change. And here's the big thought for today. As you follow Jesus, you will always have a next step to take. As you follow Jesus, you'll always have a next step to take. And I just want to tell you, here's the goal for today. It's all summarized just in this. Our goal, uh, the leadership here, the pastors, myself, our goal uh, for every person within this room is by the time we leave this room, in a few minutes when the service is over, that everybody is going to have a plan to read God's Word on a daily basis in 2017. Everybody will have a plan, and by the end of today, you will have implemented that plan by reading the first day's passage. That, that's the goal for everybody in this room, all ages, uh, from Cruz's age all the way up to my age and beyond. The goal is that everybody, when we walk out of here, we're going to give you as many practical helps as we can so that every one of us, when we walk out of here, will have a plan. And by the end of today, we will implement that plan by reading the first day of that plan. Because that's the way we grow. That's the way. That, that habit will change you more than any other habit uh, in, in your life. Um, we have had family in town this uh, Christmas holidays. It's been so wonderful. And uh, Kimberly and I were uh, babysitting our, our grandson, Jem, and our granddaughter, Avonlea, the other night. And so it came time uh, to feeding them. And, uh, and this has been very important uh, within our family. Avonlea, when, she was, uh, when Abby, our daughter, was pregnant, uh, she was 92nd percentile for length and only three percentile for weight. And so this was a concern for us. We, we were watching this. Now, first we thought that's no big deal because that's her grandpa's um, percentile. I'm 92nd percentile for length and three percentile for weight. You're not laughing. That's so nice of you. That, 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 is, that is like meant to be a joke. Okay, so, so we thought, well, maybe she's just taking after her, her grandfather. But no, as soon as she got born and got into solid fool, foods, she ballooned from third percentile to 11th percentile. 
just uh, chowing down on the solid food. She's still 92nd percentile for length, but she is 11th percentile now for weight, and so we're not as concerned. But we had her over, and we were feeding her, and I was so proud of myself because she wolfed down a whole baby jar of sweet potatoes. And when I looked at it and saw how little she was and saw how much there was in that jar, I'm like, there's no way she's going to down this. And she wolfed the whole thing down. Now, I didn't say when that was over, okay, great job, Avonlea. See you in a week. Week later, going to feed you again. No. You feed her the next day and, and three times a day. You continue to feed her. And yet so many times when it comes to God's Word, you know, we come to church and we get filled from God's Word and then we say, see you next week, open up my Bible next week, study God's Word uh, next week. And for some people, it's even less than that. The average American now that, that is connected with a church home uh, actually attends one, every other Sunday or maybe every third Sunday. And I know I'm not talking to that group today because you're here on New Year's Day. Oh my goodness, here you are on New Year's Day. So I'm probably talking to the every weekers, okay? This is utterly random, but just before I, I came in, I always look at the headlines on my phone just in case something major happened. I thought, you know, nuclear war's broken out. I should probably mention it in the sermon or something like that. So I, I always try to look at it before I come in in case there's something major. And I felt so bad for the Queen Elizabeth, the you know, Queen Elizabeth of, of England, because last Christmas, the headlines were, Queen Elizabeth does not go to church because she was sick and so she missed church. So again, this next week, headlines, Queen Elizabeth does not go to church. How would you like the headlines every time you didn't make it to church uh, to be uh, in, in the newspaper there? Well, at any rate, that was random. But, but uh, I'm talking to the every weekers, most likely, okay, or the regular uh, people, most likely this being on New Year's Day. But even if it is once a week, think of that. You don't grow when you only feed, you only eat once a week. You don't grow. I mean, you look at me. It has taken a lifetime of eating to achieve this physique, okay? This is, this is not something you do on an occasional basis. And so if we're going to grow, we need to be feeding regularly. And that's why the goal that we have for everybody here, that's the way you grow. That's the way you change. There are so many influences. I mean, you're going to watch probably thousands of commercials between now and when we get together next Sunday. There's so much cultural input out there that you need to counter that by being in God's Word on a daily, regular basis, and that is our goal for today. Now, to challenge us to do that, I want us to look at the life of Josiah from 2 Chronicles chapter 34. And so it'll be in PowerPoint. You can read it in your Bibles there. You'll find it on page, um, in the book rack Bibles in front of you on page eight, uh, 331. Uh, you want to read it on your phone, whatever is best for you uh, to follow along now. We want to talk about Josiah as we talk about the importance of regularly being in God's Word, the importance of God's Word, the Bible. Now, what's interesting about Josiah is you have him at several different ages following after God. So I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Lisa uh, to bring up the Adventure Club kids right now uh, from our Awana program, and they're going to represent everybody that's age eight or around that age, all the younger children within our ministry. Josiah was eight years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem for 31 years. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. So are any of you eight here? Raise your hand if you're eight. Okay, so you're eight. Okay, eight. So we've got two eight-year-olds. How old are you? Ten. How old? Seven. Nine. Nine. 
10. Okay, this is perfect. And so you represent the children of our church. And it says that Josiah, even at the age of eight, was still making decisions to follow after God with, with all of his heart. So share God's word with us what you want to share today. All right, first we've got Austin Chisholm. Austin, what verse did you want to share with us today? John 20, John 20 verse 31. Okay, but these are in that you may believe that Jesus is Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you may have life in his name. Awesome right. job, buddy. Awesome. Very good. All right, next we've got Zoe, Tony. Zoe, what verse did you want to share? Romans fifteen four. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. Oh, awesome right. job, girl. Yeah, all right, Gus, what verse would you like to share with everyone today? But the word of the Lord, but the word of the Lord stands forever, First Peter 125. All Good right, job, Gus. dude. All right. This is Autumn Chisholm. Autumn, what verse would you like to share? Revelations 4.8b. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. All Good right, job. Awesome. This is Josie Escobedo. Josie, what verse do you want to share? Josh, Joshua 1 9. He, here's what I'm commanding you to do. Do not be terrified. Do not lose hope. I'm the Lord your God. I'll be with you wherever you go. Right. So good. All right. And this is Caleb Van Brent. And Caleb, what verse do you want to share? 1 Timothy 4 12. 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for all the believers in speech and in love and faith and in purity. So good, but wait, he's not done yet. Primero de Timoteo 4.12. Ninguno tenga en poco tu juventud, sino sea el ejemplo de los creyentes en palabra, conducta, amor, espíritu, fe y pureza. So good, thank you. Good job, you guys. All right. Let's hear it for all the children of Purpose Church. Good job. <laughs> okay, Pastor Eric. Yes. We have found a 16-year-old and yes, a 20-year-old. We, we found okay, them. I'm we gonna found them. I'm going to explain the 20-year-old has an asterisk. Got yes. It, Eva, but I'll explain that. Side. So introduce our, for our uh, Josiah at the age of 16, Josiah at the age of 20. Yeah, absolutely. It. So we have uh, McKenna Ullman up here with us, who is a junior in our high school ministry. Um, and she's also a student leader. And I love it. I'm going to share a little bit after uh, she shares this verse, just how she uh, so embodies that. So would you read your verse for us, McKenna? In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. Okay. You know, in McKenna, a, a lot like a lot of the other students in our high school ministry, but especially McKenna, um, she's someone who at the age of 16 has made a choice to seek God. Um, that there could be a lot of other influences or a lot of other places where she chooses to invest her time. But McKenna is uh, one of the students in our program, like many, who have chosen to invest their time in the Lord. And so we're really proud of McKenna. So let's give it up for McKenna, McKenna can we? All right. <laughs> Now, so we got McKenna's a student leader. Then now, we got Ava. I want to tell the story. Yeah, I want to tell yeah. the story about Ava. Okay, okay. So I, I, I've been off this week. And so it was like, you know, kind of hard to figure out. Let's find a 16-year-old, 20-year-old. How can I do that? I'm off. And so Eric, uh, you know, found a 16-year-old. But we didn't have a 20-year-old. And I was like, I was driving on Thursday night. And I said, Lord, 
we don't have a 20-year-old. I guess I'll just have the 26-year-old do the 20-year-old part and the 26-year-old part. We had 26, we had 8, we had, we had uh, 16, but we didn't have 20. I said, Lord, I guess I'm just going to have to give up on that. But if you could somehow help me run into somebody from our church who's 20 years old. I go to the Christian bookstore in Upland there on Foothill, and I'm in there, and I go up to make my purchase and who's at the next register buying something as well? But Ava. And I go, she goes, Pastor Glenn, Pastor Glenn. I said, Ava, this is really a personal and random question. But how old are you? She said, 19 and a half. I said, close enough. You'll count. Uh, yeah. And, and okay, now, but Ava, I want you to know, you're the most biblical up here of all, everybody. Because I checked with Dr. Carl Tony, our New Testament scholar, our biblical scholar in residence. I won't say New Testament because it's an Old Testament question. Okay. I said, in the Old Testament, what would they tend to say of the age to a 19 and a half year old? He said, they almost always round it up. So you're the most biblical of everybody. Wow. They, in the Bible, they would call you a 20-year-old. Okay. Look at that. So anyway. T- Look t- at that t- scholarship. Okay, you want to That's read beautiful. The scripture? Go for um, it. All right. So Ava, would you mind reading for us uh, verses 3 and 4? <laughs> in his 12th year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places, Esra, poles, and idols. Under his direction, the altars of Baals were torn down. He cut to pieces the incense altars that were above them and smashed the Asherah poles and the idols. Hmm. And what I loved about that is when I think about McKenna, she embodies this commitment of seeking the Lord. Uh, and when I think of Ava, she's one of our adult leaders in our high school group. Um, and she just gets stuff done. Like at this moment in, uh, in Josiah's life, he just got stuff done. And you are just, uh, you have so much energy and you bring so much life to our high school ministry. And so thank you for embodying this. Can we give it up for these two right, leaders in All our right, church? Thank, thank you, you guys. guys. You're the best. Okay. Now, I'm going to bring up Amber Purnell from the nursery. She usually is, she's the director of our nursery, so she's usually back in the nursery. And you know I'm going to do something really random. Jonathan Kendrick, on the camera, can you leave your position for just 60 seconds? Just walk over here. And, and they don't even know each other, except I'll just tell you, you are both 26 years old. Okay, they're both 26 years old. And uh, they both embody this passage right here. Now, you are so blessed, Jonathan, because I asked Amber to read this scripture and with all the names in it, she said to me this morning, my pastor hates me. My pastor hates me. So, so anyway, I just said, when you got the complicated names, just blow through them. Nobody's going to know. Dr. Carl Tony, maybe he's going to know if you mispronounce him. It, it, the rest of us, we're not going to know. Okay. So would you read the scripture? And then I want to talk about these two 26-year-olds. Oh, do you need Mike? Oh, Mike. There you go. That would help, wouldn't it? Great. Thank you, Eric. There you go. Good. In the 18th year of Josiah's reign, to purify the land and the temple, he sent Shaphan, son of Azalea, and Messiah, the ruler of the city, with Joah, son of Johaz, and the recorder, or the recorder, to repair the temple of the Lord his God. They went to Hilkiah, the son... the high priest, and gave him the money that had been brought into the temple of God, which the Levites, who were the gatekeepers, had collected from the people of Manasseh, Ephraim, and the entire remnant of Israel, and from all the people of Judah and Benjamin and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Then they entrusted it to the men appointed to supervise the work on the Lord's temple. These men paid the workers who repaired and restored the temple. Good job on the names. You nailed it. Now, 
These two 26-year-olds, Josiah, when he was 26, he was all about how can I build the temple? How can I restore the temple? How can I continually renew the temple so it's effective for future generations? And you two just embody that. Amber is the director of our nursery. She's back there. You would love some more workers back there, right? How many would like to rock babies with uh, Amber at one of the services? It's the coolest job, a most fun job at all the church. And uh, really, you have just um, uh, exemplified what it means to continue with your generation to invest and helping our church reach your generation, generation to generation. And then, all right, now let's just finish up with the bad news from this story and then the good news. Uh, bad news in verse 14. While they were bringing out the money that had been taken into the temple of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord that had been given through Moses. So they had lost the Bible. They had actually lost the Bible for years and years and years. They had basically lost it. They didn't have it anymore. So they go through the rubble of the temple, and lo and behold, they find a copy of the Bible that had been lost. Hilkiah said to Shaphan, the secretary, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. Now, Bible scholars like Dr. Carl uh, debate about this. Uh, some say it was the entire Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament, the law of Moses, the books of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Uh, some say that it could have been just the book of Deuteronomy. We're not sure between the five books or just the book of Deuteronomy. And he gave it to Shaphan. Then Shaphan took the book to the king and reported to him, your officials are doing everything that has been committed to them. They have paid out the money that was in the temple of the Lord and have entrusted it to the supervisors and workers. Then Shaphan, the secretary, informed the king, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his robes. Now, why did he tear his robes? Because they had not been obeying this book. They hadn't been reading it. They had lost it. They hadn't been obeying it. And so he tore his robes. And one of the reasons may have been because in the book of Deuteronomy, it tells them that the king is responsible for the people following what's in this book. And so Josiah said, oh my goodness, I am in so much trouble. I'm responsible for people following this book. We didn't even know we had a book, and here it is, and we've not been obeying it. And so he tears his robes as a sign of repentance and of grief that he has neglected God's word. He gave these orders to Hilkiah, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, Abdon, son of Micah, Shaphan, the secretary, and Isaiah, the king's attendant, go and inquire the Lord for me and for the remnant in Israel and Judah about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger, there's the bad news, that is poured out on us because those who have gone before us have not kept the word of the Lord. They have, acted, they have not acted in accordance with all that is written in this book. Hilkiah and those the king had sent with him went to speak to the prophet Huldah. She was actually a prophetess. She was a, the pastor Lisa or pastor Tomiko uh, of the temple there. And the prophetess Huldah, who was the wife of Shalom, son of Tokiah, the son of Hasra, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem in the new quarter. She said to them, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, tell the man who sent you to me. This is what the Lord says, I'm going to bring disaster on this place and its people. All the curses written in the book that has been read in the presence of the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods. They had gotten into idol worship. And the book warned them, if you follow idols, it's going to bring about bad things. If you follow me, good things will happen. If you follow idols, bad things are going to happen. 
uh, by all that they have made. They've made these idols with their own hands. My anger will be poured out on this place and will not be quenched. Tell the king of Judah who sent you to inquire the Lord, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says concerning the words that you have heard. Now, the wonderful thing about God is bad news is always followed by good news. Anybody want to say amen to that? And he's so merciful. And even though, if you, boy, if you read the story, they had just turned their backs on God. They were worshiping these idols, even to the point of sacrificing their own children to these false idols. They were doing human sacrifice, all these things that God had said, don't do that. Follow me. Don't follow these idols that you've made with your own hands and then sacrifice your own children to them. Don't do it. But here's the good news in verse 27. Because your heart was responsive, they read God's word, they found God's word, they read the Bible, and their heart was responsive, and you humbled yourself before God when you heard what he spoke against this place and its people, and because you humbled yourself before me and tore your robes and wept in my presence, I have heard you, declares the Lord. Isn't that good news? He says, you took the Bible, you read it. Your heart was responsive. You humbled yourself and you obeyed it. God says, if you do that in 2017, I will hear you, declares the Lord. Now I will gather you to your ancestors and you'll be buried in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster I'm going to bring on this place and on those who live here. So they took her answer back to the king. Now the bad news is, is that there is a point of no return with God. And Israel had gone to that point. They had gone beyond the point of no return. And so eventually, years after this, uh, the Iraqis, the Babylonians came and destroyed Jerusalem and took them into captivity as punishment. But there was a temporary reprieve on that judgment because of Josiah's faithfulness to the Lord. So they took her answer back to the king. Then the king called together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem He went up to the temple of the Lord with the people of Judah, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites, all the people from the least to the greatest. He read in their hearing, the king now takes on his responsibility to read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant which had been found in the temple of the Lord. The king stood by his pillar and renewed the covenant in the presence of the Lord to follow the Lord and keep his commands, statutes, and decrees with all of his heart and all of his soul and to obey the words of the covenant written in this book. Then he had everyone in Jerusalem and Benjamin pledge themselves to it. The people of Jerusalem did this in accordance with the covenant of God, the God of their ancestors. Josiah removed all the detestable idols from all the territory belonging to the Israelites. And he had all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God as long as he lived. They did not fail to follow the Lord, the God of their ancestors. And then the story goes on. If you want to read the rest of it later today, they celebrate Passover as a remembrance of how God had delivered them in the past from the nation of Egypt and brought them to the promised land. And in just a couple minutes, we're going to share the Lord's Supper together. That's what they did in response to reading the Word, and we're going to do the same thing by sharing the Lord's Supper together. And everybody here is welcome to share the Lord's Supper. Uh, you, You just need to know that you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Just say, Glenn, I don't know if I'm following him, or how would I take that step if I wanted to? If you look at the resources that are there in your book rack in front of you, and it says resource, 
And it talks about three steps the Bible says that we need to take in order to, like Josiah, turn our hearts towards God and to follow him. And there's a little suggested prayer there. And if you've prayed that prayer or something like it in the past, or if you'd like to pray it today, what better way to start 2017 than to open your heart to Jesus, to follow him in your heart, and then to show it outwardly by taking the bread and the cup uh, as a way of showing the cup, which represents his blood shed for us on the cross for our forgiveness, and the bread, which represents his body given for us on the cross so that we could be forgiven and have new life in him and be forgiven in the same way that Josiah and the Israelites were forgiven when they turn their hearts towards God. Now, before we do that, I just want to do a couple of things, and then we're going to close with sharing the Lord's Supper together. But just to emphasize how precious this book is, um, when we neglect it, um, bad things happen to us, okay? I mean, or just when we, when we neglect the Word of God, we just miss out on so much. We miss out on the abundant life that He wants to give to us. But when we open it and we read it and we obey it and our hearts are responsive and we follow it, it opens the door for the abundant life, the good things, the ways that God uh, wants uh, to bless us. And yet I'll confess to you, so many times I take for granted this book. So many times it just sits there on my bedside table and I just get busy with other stuff or I fall asleep or or I just neglect it. And I fail to appreciate how precious it is. And so before we kind of close things down, I just want to show you a video clip that is so inspirational to me. And it's what's called the Kimyal tribe of Papua, Indonesia. And this is an actual video clip of this tribe receiving the Bible for the first time in their language. First time they had ever had a copy of this. We take it so for granted that we have a copy of this in our language. This was the first time they had ever received a Bible in their language. And look at what their response is, and this should be our response as well. Let's watch this together. Just blew me out of the water. I thought, Lord... This is how we know that it's you doing something here. Nous sommes en train de nous faire un peu de temps. Nous sommes en train de nous faire un peu de temps. Nous sommes en train de nous faire un peu de temps. Nous sommes en train de nous faire un peu de temps. Nous sommes en train de nous faire un peu de temps.
And then they handed it off to the older believers and one of the ladies, just spontaneously, I don't think she, they had planned for her to say anything, but she just said, we have taken God's word, we've accepted it, we've put it into our hearts, and now we're going to give it to you young people who need to also take it and accept it and walk with God as he teaches in this Bible. You know, so they handed it off to the younger uh, believers and, uh, you know, the, the crying and the sobbing that took place there was just, it was something totally unexpected to me because I knew they would be happy. But the emotion that came out was just so overwhelming to me. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? My goodness. So let's not take it for granted just because it's been, we've had it for years. And so here are some practical ways to take your next step that you'll see there in your study outline. Uh, start a Bible reading plan today. You can get started today. If you go out to the table in the lobby after the service is over, there's going to be a next step table, a big sign that says, take your next step. And, and there you can find resources. Here's some uh, ideas. Uh, a Purpose Church Bible reading plan. We've got a plan for 365 days. We've got a plan for six months and then we've got a plan for 100 days. And you know, if you've never done this before, I would start with 100 days. It'll take you just five minutes a day to read the passages in this. and It'll do an overview of the Bible. It won't do the entire Bible like these two, the six month and the 12 months do. It'll take you an overview of the Bible. It'll take you five minutes a day. And just for five minutes a day, a habit. Now, if you want to expand it to 15, a good way to do it is maybe to read the passage for five minutes, to think about how it applies to your life for another five minutes, and then pray that God will help you during the day to do that uh, during the next five minutes. But you know what? Even if you just take five minutes a day on the 100-day plan, it'll develop a new habit within your life. So we've got these programs there out on that table, 100 days, six months, 365 uh, days. Uh, next, the U version. You'll see the Bible app, and it's unbelievable how when you go and check out this Bible app on, on the U version, it has combination for everything. Oh my goodness, you know, for men, for women, for teenagers, for children, for adults. It's got every possible combination uh, for work and for family and family devotions and everything. It's just got it all there, and I encourage you to check that out if you'd like to do that on version. And then kids' Bibles. We have a limited amount of children's Bibles. Aren't these beautiful? I tell you, when I think of the boring Bible I had as a kid, you know, uh, man, we had like one picture of David and Goliath. That was it. 
and you stared. The sermon was boring. You stared at that one picture for the entire uh, service. But here's the Bible they've got today. And so um, Beginner's Bible and Adventure Bible for, I think it's for elementary and for pre-elementary. There's a limited number of those uh, out there uh, for a donation if you'd like to get those from Kids Ministry. Now, as you read through the Bible, you're going to encounter sometimes some stories that are going to be some confusing to you. So what I want to do next Sunday, and I'm really looking forward to next Sunday. This is going to be really fun. Um, we've got kind of a gap because we don't want to start a new series until January 15th because that's when all the schools are back. So we don't want to start our new uh, 2017 series till January 15th, two weeks from today. So we've got this gap Sunday before I start that new series on the 15th. I'll start that new series on the 15th. Well, we've got this standalone Sunday in between today and two weeks from now. So next Sunday, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take what's considered the most disturbing passage in all the Bible. It's the one that bothers when people are asked, what passage in the Bible bothers you more than any other passage? I'm going to take that passage and show you how when you dig deeper, whenever you come across a passage that you're like, boy, that's, that makes me uneasy, just dig deeper. And there's always good answers to your questions. There always are. You just got to stop at the surface and dig deeper. And I'm going to show you how to do that with the most difficult passage in all the Bible for most people when they read through the Bible. I'm going to share that passage, very obscure passage from the Old Testament, and I'm going to show you how when you put it in context, it says something very different than what it seems to say on the surface. I'm very excited for that message next Sunday. Then two weeks from today, we will start our new series. So now we're going to share the Lord's Supper together, and we're going to do this, what we call this 11-11 style, okay? So for those of you 11-11ers, this will be normal, 8-39-45, this will be different. Uh, Pastor Jay and the praise band can come up right now, and they're going to lead us in, in a worship song, a couple of worship songs as we close out. And during the first one, if you could just come down and take the communion, the bread, and the cup, um, take it back to your seat and either share communion by yourself or with one other person next to you or a couple of different people next to you. If you want to do it as a family or do it as a person with one of your friends, um, if you want to do it that way, or just by yourself, but you take the cup and you come down, there are stations in the balcony, and then there are these three stations down here. There are stations, a bunch of stations up in the balcony as well, so it might be easier to go back or it might be easier to come forward uh, during this first song, and you take that. Now, if you're unable to come forward, just raise your hand, and there will be roving deacons among you, okay? And just raise your hand, and they will bring the elements to you. But for most of us that are able to stand up and to come forward, let's come forward, receive the Lord's Supper as we launch in to 2017. What better way than to remember the death of Jesus Christ and to show appreciation uh, to him for his great sacrifice? So, uh, let's pray together, and then we'll do that during the first song, and then close with the song, and we're going to hedge on out uh, to what your day uh, entails uh, as you start out 2017. Lord, thank you that as we begin a new year, we've given you of our first fruits. We've given you first fruits financially. We've given you first fruits of our time, an hour of the first day of the new year, one of the first hours. We've devoted it to the study of your word and to worshiping you. And now, Lord, we want to launch into the new year by remembering your death and the salvation that you purchased for us, Lord. Multiple generations, generation to generation, everyone everywhere following Jesus. That's what we're about as a church. And show us how we can do that more and more in the coming year. And we pray this in Jesus' name and all God's family said, amen.